The painter Frank Bolin once said, Colour affects the eye and the heart physically and metaphorically more directly than any other single element in painting. You know, I want to use a kaleidoscope of colours so that are all going to be in there, right? Yellow, blue, black, green, grey, orange, indigo, iridescent. They're all going to be in there. But once you start putting them all together, what you're going to end up with is brown. Six people were invited to dive deep into the colours of Bowling's exhibition, Lands of Many Waters, at the Arnolfini Gallery. Different yellow coming through, blue coming through, orange, grey, you know, all coming through in different places of the brown. Lily pinks, mossy greens and kaleidoscopic browns. Frank Boland's vibrant palette of colours sparked the imagination and memories of Patsy, Hyacinth, Esme, Jules, Eden and Anton. Well, it's just such a nice, beautiful, hot, sunny day and you got these butterflies and beautiful colours. It took me back to childhood and growing up in the jungle and the forest. Seen loads and loads of colour, yeah. Seen the night glow, the day glow and everything. And in between, yeah. And here they are, just for you. Welcome to A Land of Many Waters. A Land of Many Colours and the lands of many lives. My favourite painting was Remember Thine Eyes. Well, it made me think of back home years ago. When you see the sunrise come up and then you see it glows on all the trees, all the fruit trees, and you wake up in the morning, you just look out the window, you can see all the fruits, you know, how ripe they are, and just you can't wait to get out there just to pick something off the tree and have it for your breakfast. You know, be a mango or a papaya or whatever, just go and pick it out. They look so luscious on the trees. Some of them tasted like sugar. Yeah, they were sweet. Different to the fruits you get over here. The taste is much more intense, yeah. The fruits are a lot sweeter. Or you can see them by the yellow skin, how yellow they are or what, you know. You can always tell when they start to droop on the trees. They drop a bit. You got to get them off the tree before the birds start because they won't be able to sell much of it if they damage it too much. So you got to get them off before the birds and things can get at them. I'll probably go out there and see if I can find something like that to buy. Find a fruit like that to buy to refresh your memory or to give you that little buzz. If you go to the Indian supermarket, you can get the long mangoes that they have and they're in season now. Summertime, you get those. You get a lot of things at the Indian Asian groceries. You get the nice vested in oranges, which is some of them are green in skin. The skin is green, but it's a lot sweeter than the normal orange. Where I was living, they had a creek. We had a creek there. And you could always see when you go in the creek, in the corner, the water would be just like, just how it's shown at the bottom of this picture here. Remind me right, carry me right back to home, because we have a lot of creeks in Guyana. The water flows 
straight across from different parts of the village. And people would go by the creek and wash clothes or fetch water. And you would go and bathe. Because we had, where I was living in our yard, we had a, a lime tree was hanging just over the creek. The roots were in the creek, part of the creek. But when it hung, you would find all the limes would drop in the creek. And you find people would take sticks and so on, pull the... But you would always find the green mass. This is a mass, it's a kind of a leaves. Fine, 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 fine leaves. And this same green mass here, if anybody get born, severe born, you would take this green mass and put it on it. And it will be like a soothing for the born before you take them to the hospital. I know this, what I'm telling you is true. Because my stepbrother, he got born a gasoline tank bores. And the two of them was in there when the gasoline tank bores. And they bring him home and they put the mask on him and carry him to hospital the next day. But the other fellow, he was a big one because it was his place. They carry him to the hospital right till then he died. That's why he could tell you about that. In my lifespan, it happened to me and I was a child when that happened. The only story I have about this to remember, I think it was when you were getting married, Mom. Remember when I fell in the river, you lot had to fish me out? <laughs> it was a nice, hot, sunny day. It must have been about, what, six? Yeah. And I'm watching this butterfly going from pink lily to pink lily and I'm thinking I wish I was a butterfly and I could fly on there and I could light on the thing. Now it's got big pond, big green leaves, these things. And I think I can land on there. I just step on it quick and pick a flower and come back. Next thing. Hesme's in the river! <laughs> and hands are pulling me out of the water and crying my eyes out. No, I never tried flying anymore. Well, it's good somebody was looking and noticed I fell in the river because otherwise nobody would have noticed I'd gone there, right? But it's just such a nice, beautiful, hot, sunny day and you got these butterflies in beautiful colours flitting from flower to flower. Have you ever seen an ugly butterfly? No. In the jungle and the forest of Kayano, when I was a child growing up, you have to learn very early. Not, uh, the dangerous colors could be the most beautiful thing sometimes. You have colorful poisonous snakes and you have brown poisonous snakes. If you see something coiled up in a tree, not to touch it, peep away because the colours are sparkling and simmering green in some snakes, they are colours that stood out, but dangerous, poisonous. You saw um, big cats too, jaguars, rangan, different forest, jungle area. 
So you've got to be aware of those pots and the, the green ice in the evenings. Huge black spiders, massive tarantulas like your hand. Keep away from them because he'll itch forever with the little spiky hair. Lots of colors represent beauty and danger. Or you can learn to live with it and not try to touch it or interfere with it, make it angry. You learn to um, use bow and arrows. That's the path, a step-by-step you take. And as you grow older, you learn to shoot fishes and birds. And when you progress into your teens and you started fishing with rods and learning to make dugouts and the paddles, going to school in your own canoe. Very nice way, I think, one could have in their youth and growing a process. But living in the countryside in South America, the jungles and forested areas, you can have parallels, you can apply what you learned over there with growing up. You can apply it over here too, with being careful wherever you go. But you learn to read human beings for their mannerisms and agitation and keep away or change conversations. Main thing is keep calm, like irritating a jaguar who's quite young. You, you just keep away as much as you can. Yeah, there's certain things you, you keep within yourself that will always be with you. That looked like when you're going on holiday in the country when you was young and every Easter or summer holidays, you'll get carted off to some part of the country where, where you had a relative, old aunt or grandparents or somebody living in the country. Oh, we did a bit of everything. Bathe in the rivers, try fishing, try a bit of cooking, as we used to call it. Everybody brings something. Like one person might go and take the mother potato, potato well not potatoes, cassava. Somebody else might bring a plant in. You know, don't let them know we just and we just go in and get a couple of sticks and make a little fire in the bush and try to cook and cook a cook a little pot for ourselves before we go home. You know, it's nice. Or we go picking, as I said, picking fruits, picking berries or whatever. This time we just had to amuse ourselves with different things. Oh, hide and seek and things like that, where you hide somewhere and they got to run wrong trying to find you. So it could be spanning the whole length of the garden, but not a garden, but just like we call it, you call it a garden now, but it wasn't a garden, it was just like bushes and whatever. And in moonlight, we go for moonlight walks because in the uh, those days, sometimes the countryside never had any light. So like in the dark night, we sit down on the steps and speak old stories, talk about old stories. Sometimes we have ghost stories to frighten each other, <laughs> frighten one another. <laughs> Come the end of the night, nobody wants to move without the other because they're all scared. <laughs> We had loads, or somebody might go run out and go and dress up in some, your grandmother old dress or something, and then you see them emerging in the dark, you just see this figure appear, and you get, ooh, 
was one of us who just put on your mother's, your grandmother's old dress and come back out to, to scare us off. Yeah. Which painting did you like the most? What was your favourite painting? Um, the sparkly one. And what could you see in the painting? Um, gold and other colours. And if you could touch it, what do you imagine that would feel like? A soft touch. Softer than silk? Yeah. Wow. And um, what do you imagine it would taste like? <laughs> chocolate. Tastes like chocolate? I want to try some. And <laughs> um, what did you think of the sparkly one? I liked it because it made me feel special as well. Why did it make you feel special? Because I was loved by my family. The colour that I would use to paint my life journey would be the colour brown. You know, I want to use a kaleidoscope of colours, so they're all going to be in there, right? Yellow, blue, black, green, grey, orange, indigo, iridescent, they're all going to be in there. But once you start putting them all together, what you're going to end up with is brown. Once you mush them all together, so... In between these bits of brown, you know, you'd see different sparks of different, you know, yellow coming through, blue coming through, orange, grey, you know, all coming through in different places of the brown. But also brown as well, because when I was a child, this goes back to a memory. In school, it must have been infant school, junior school, I painted a clown and... Um, my dad had always said, you know, when you paint that glory, you make sure you paint anything, you make sure after your color, you paint. And so I made sure that my clown was brown. And the teacher cussed me out. There's no such thing as a brown clown. Don't be silly. Go back and paint it again. And I, that really stuck out to me as a child, you know. How dare you, teacher, dismiss my expression of creativity because it doesn't look like you. It actually looks like me. So I, I have this thing about needing, wanting, having, must see myself reflected in all the things I do or my, I'm involved in. So brown, must be brown. Having our holidays in it, this summer, make you remember time like now, this time of the year, when you're down there in the country for a month, enjoying yourself. Swimming, enjoying the fresh fish, you go from village to village and see other cousins, wash up something or help hold them, help them kill a chicken. It was carefree. You know, they're not no problems of worrying about if somebody could kidnap somebody or nothing like that. We like today, and nobody gets into any trouble. You could go and pick something because you could say, Nave, can I have two oranges or whatever? You, you might say, yeah, and you're going to pick whatever you want or whatever. You know, everybody was more manly and everything like that. And, you know, not like people sneaking off and doing this and doing that. It was all togetherness.
When you're going anywhere, you're going across, like if you're going down to the beach, you say, okay, we all gone down and have a bath or whatever. Who don't want to bathe, sit down on the shore and chat or whatever. And then we come back up and we all walk back to the village. It was good old days. Some of my school friends, I never, well, some of them kept in contact, but I think most of us, we all started to immigrate around the same time. And like two years ago, I was in New York. I was with my cousin and we was going to this supermarket and I seen this girl and I said to her, I said, that girl reminds me of somebody I used to go to school with. I was saying to my cousin, we went to look at some cassava because she said, my cousin said to me, but you pick a cassava because you might know more, know which is a better one and thing like that. So this same girl was there and she was saying, oh, that's a nice um, one. That, those are good ones and things. And I, said, and I said to her, I said, actually, you remind me of somebody I used to go to school with, a girl by the name of Marley Nelson. She said, I am Marley Nelson. And it was the first time in all those uh, 40 odd years that I bumped into. Yes, I don't blame me. The painting that stuck out for me, actually, was a, a brown painting. Um, it, it seemed like it had a lot of other colours mixed in between it, but it, you know, effectively because of that, it had turned brown. When I was looking at it, it kind of reminded me of the landscape of Guyanese buildings, particularly its modern buildings. And Guyana is quite, um, most of the, the buildings there are sort of two, three or four storeys, not much higher than that. This reminded me of actually one of the tallest buildings, very modern, very chic federation. I believe the building is called, and actually very much like being in London. Being on the rooftops and very classy, you know, cocktail bar, and, and it kind of impressed me that they had a space like this in Guyana, which made me think this is a country that's really on the come up and spending time with my cousin in this really cool space. And just remembering stood on the rooftop, surveying Guyana at night and, and what it looks like, you know, in the dark and the different colors that kind of spark off of the lights. And Guyana is also quite a loud country at night. You know, everyone's playing music. Everybody's got something to say. There's something going on somewhere. TVs are quite quite loud and so there's a lot of audio sounds you know clashing off of the colors and um, and that's what this painting reminded me of it's a good feeling i didn't get a sense of oh this is a gray dark dingy scary painting i i felt actually a it was a good memory of a fun time only three or four years ago that i had with my cousin Keisha. Ashton Plunge, actually, that made me remember the botanical gardens and just by the gardens, there's a statue of coffee. But he was... Um, 
1763, he led the slaves to rebellion and, um, and they honor him till today. He was um, brought from Africa, I think, Kofi, and then they sold him. He got sold into slavery. And he went to work up in the plantation up in Burbies. I think it's Burbies. Of course, you know what slave masters were like. So he led the revolt. He got them all freed, the slaves. It makes you feel good to know that somebody had the guts and, uh, you know, after going through such hard labor and, you know, all the problems that still had the energy and thing to get people to rebel and get free, get to have their freedom. In Guyana, we have about 36, 35 or 36 waterfalls. But the main waterfall is the Kaichu waterfalls. A fellow went and got married there at the foot of the waterfalls. I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name right now, but he was a famous man in Guyana. He was a big one, you know, and he got married at the waterfalls. We splashed over all the papers. And at the waterfalls, they have the falls, and at the sides you have trees, that big trees, you know, slide down like that. And at the bottom of the waterfalls, they have some plants there that they call the shiny slippers. It's a flower. And it's a very expensive flower. And it's a flower you don't find anywhere. And it's the most, I think it's the most expensive flower they have. Chinese slippers at the foot of the waterfalls. You can't pick that. How you can get there? You gotta go there with plane. To get to the waterfalls, you have to go there with a plane. I would take a plane to go there to pick a flower. I used to live in Britain. So like every morning and every evening I would cross the river in the ferry to go over to work or school and come back home in the evenings. It's a very vivid memory. Because at that time that was the only way, but now you can, I think they can drive over because they built a bridge across the Demerara River. So. Sometimes during the half an hour trip back over in the boat, you could, you know, drift off into those while the boat is going long, but it's business. Wake up just in time to, to get off the boat <laughs> because at least you hear the commotion with everybody getting off and getting on. Sometimes by the time you leave work, maybe five o'clock, and you have to wait another half an hour, you get to the state. Stelling and then another half an hour for the boat to go. So, you know, it's quite a long time in between sometimes. So you just drift off for half an hour, 10 minutes, you know. It only made one stop from Georgetown to Vredenhoop. And that was it. If you was going further afield and you just have to catch a car or taxi or something when you get out the boat or the bus or something else. But luckily I wasn't living far from the Stelling, so I can walk home and I can see when the boat is coming in. I can leave home and I see the boat coming over or whatever. So I was that near to the um, Stellan. 
for other people when they got there, then they had to get other transportation to take them down to where they were living. Local transport was like buses and cars, taxis. Taxis just like, they full up with everybody, six people or how many ever, and then they move off. But luckily I never had to do that. I could just walk down, look out the window and see, oh, there the boat's coming in. You know, I go into my mom's house and she's, you know, and, and she's a really colorful person. She loves color. <laughs> Red, purple, pink, yellow, green. That's always been a feature in our lives. And being a man of colour, owning that colour in an era where in the 1970s you were not loved for your colour. Into an era, Black Lives Matters, where your colour clearly matters in a very loud and proud way. Colour remains central, not just because I'm a proud black slash brown man, but it, it's with me for my good days and my bad days and, re- and is reflected, I guess, in my choice of wear from time to time as well. So, yeah. The colour I would use to paint my life's story. Yellow would be one of them because it's vibrant and you get alerted to that sort of colour straight away. That's the happy part of my childhood. Yellow would be. The green would be like my surroundings, where I lived. Where we started and when we were young in Evans Street and going to the countryside, that would be my green. And blue, I suppose, would be the river I crossed. The Demerara and the Esequibo River, because sometimes we used to go up to Burbies. And to go Burbies, you got to cross over the Burbies River. Without color, I think everything would be just sad and dismal around people, in it? Would be. And in my world of entertainment, you know, you need to be, color needs to be there. It makes you feel upbeat, alert, you know, active. I've been running a bar for the last 38 years, started in 1983. We've met some good people along the way, good and bad people, but you know, it's been a very entertaining business and a very rewarding one as well, because I thoroughly enjoyed it. You have your entertainment and everything under the same roof. You have people coming to visit you, and if you're feeling bored in the evening, you know, okay, then somebody will be along and you perk up because, you, as I said, is everything is there. Seen loads and loads of color, yeah. Seen the night glow, the day glow, and everything. And in between, yeah. Color Me is a no bindings audio work presented and produced by Kaziah Wenham Kenyon for Arnold Feeney. Executive produced by Eloise Stevens. Delivered with Grapevine, with special thanks to Patsy Constance Higgins, Hyacinth Davis, Esme Davis, Eden Davis, Anton Gomez, and Jules Davis for their knowledge, stories, and colours. <laughs> <laughs>